radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Everybody, it's me, Aurelia, and welcome to the Coco Expresso Network. And we're back. I know many of you have been saying, Well, where have they been? Well, it's a lot going on, and I am trying to juggle as much as I can. And I'm coming back to you with interesting and new and wonderful, amazing people, and, and situations and opportunities. All these things are going on, and we're just trying our best to try to make sure that you are informed as to what they are. Now, for me, it's really funny because as soon as um, it seems like October rolls around, really, as soon as September comes, the year seems to just fly by. And I cannot believe that Christmas is next week and the New Year is like right upon us. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to be making a whole bunch of New Year's resolutions. However, I will be my be my best person going forward, which I've been trying to be all along, because it's it's about making life as comfortable and as happy as you can make it for yourself, and that makes it comfortable and happy for everyone who's around you, and that's all I want to do is just make people comfortable and happy while I'm being comfortable and happy. So today, today we have an amazing guest with us, and I have to tell you, you... <laughs> Sometimes you see the 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 finished product of a of a, a thing and you don't know the inner workings or you may hear something and hear it often but you don't really know exactly who all the players are involved in something that you're viewing or listening to or even even using. And it's so nice when you have the opportunity to see all the pieces and how they all played a part in coming together, making such an amazing thing happen. And that's what today's show is about. It's about watching all the pieces come together to make an amazing thing happen and what happens after that and how does it affect others and and how does it affect their lives. And I'm seeing and a lot because there is so many different components to all the things that we do and feel and hear and say, and we take that for granted. It's a big old puzzle, or I sometimes call it a quilt. And when you try to put the the quilt, is never really a quilt until you put all the pieces together. But before you put the pieces together, it's just a bunch of cloth. And our guest today, she is a quilt maker. She is a music phenom. She has had the opportunity to work with some of the most amazing talent in the music industry. And so honored to have her on the show with us and I have to tell you to hear her story and to let her tell it would be far better than me trying to do it. So please allow me the opportunity to introduce to you Tawatha Ag. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine and yourself. I'm doing well thank you and I am so grateful to have you. Oh my honor it's my honor and that was a great introduction by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I look at 
my sister, she says that I'm a little too um, in my head too much because I look at all the little pieces because I think all the little pieces are instrumental in making the whole big picture. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yes. Yes. And you, I mean, we know of you, but we don't know you. And that's the part that is just so phenomenal because you are, I guess you could say you are a force within itself. Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I'll accept that. I receive that. (laughs) I receive that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes, when you tell your story, people will understand because I really sat back and I really listened to what you were saying, and I understand, and that's why I'm seeing your force with the force within itself. So please, allow people to know who you are. Who is Tawatha A.G.? All right, Tawatha A.G. is uh, a little girl from Newark who read a lot and listened to the radio a lot and said that one day she would travel to all the places that she had read about and that she would see her name on records like she had heard on the radio. And um, that's what I wanted when I was a little girl. I, well, I played for my local church. I was the uh, a piano player for, the, for my local church, for the junior choir. And music was always in, always in my life. Um, I went to... Um, I graduated from Howard University, where I majored in music education, um, and that's where I met, as as the fates would allow, I met James M. Tume and Reggie Lucas. Um, I was singing in a group from school, a school that um, consisted of Angela Winbush, um, Richard Smallwood, Shelton Becton, and Elette Ricks. Um, and I know uh, your audience would know at least two of those four people. So um, we had a group, and one of the professors at the university knew M. Tume and Reggie, and they were, they were looking for a group, and we were looking to expand our horizons. We were singing uh, gospel in the, in the D.C. area, um, and Reggie and M. Tume came to D.C. to listen to us. We did a demo. Um, the demo didn't work out, but it just so happened that M. Tume and I lived in the same town. So in New Jersey, so um, we we stayed in touch. When I got back from from DC from uh, from college, I gave him a call and he said, you know, I'm trying to put a group together and some things might be coming up. So I'm going to stay in touch with you. And he did. And 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 the the thing that he was forming was a production company. And he called me when they were starting to get projects. And he says, I want you to hire the singers for. For, for the productions. And um, it's, it's a very long, detailed story, but I'm trying to give you a brief synopsis of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that's how I met him, Tume. We did uh, um, projects, and I got to sing background vocals on, on the projects that he was doing. But in the beginning, um, I, was, um, I got my degree in music education, but I couldn't get an assignment as a full-time music teacher uh, in my town, so I was accepting substance substitute assignments and um then uh when Tume started calling it's like I could make more in one day singing on 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 his projects than I could working for a week being a substitute teacher so it's like 
okay, um, I really want to take a chance on, on doing this music thing, and that's what I did. And that was more than, oh, my God, that was, that was in the late 70s. And I, I said, well, I can always go back to teaching, and uh, I, never, I never went back. I never had to go back because I, I kept so busy with the music. So um, fortunately, uh, it just turned out with the dream that I had was was coming was coming true. I was singing. I started to travel. Um, the, working with the Mtume band, uh, we we did um, the first few albums, and then Juicy came out, and and um, oh my God, I'm I'm just going all across. All, I'm going back and forth, but um, it's that's like the brief synopsis. Juicy came out, and. And that song was bigger than I than than sliced bread uh, at the time, and um, it was just it, it was so many things were happening, so much music was going on at that time. It was such a fertile creative period until I I, I was just immersed in it. But just in in my small corner, because so many other things were going on in the New York City area. So mm-hmm. um, and everybody everybody had a. a there were there were different pockets. I mean, you had uh, uh, the the uh, you had the Mtume Lucas, you had Gamble and Huff, you had Jimmy Jam and Terry, you had Babyface and uh, um, oh my God, I can't remember the guy's name. But you know, you had the Babyface contestants. So there were uh, pockets of music going around all over, and um, and everybody was distinct. Everybody was distinct, but everybody had a sound, and you would know. What a record! You would you would know who produced the record by the sound of the record, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a very uh, amazing, amazing musical time, and um, and from that I met other people, and because M- the Mtume projects became successful, people wanted to hire me to get the same singers on their recordings. And then, um, as a matter of fact, um, one small note, I hired Luther to sing on an Mtume project. That's how I met Luther Van. Wow. Wow. That's how I met Luther. That's how I met Luther. And then after I met Luther, then he started calling me for work. And then he asked me to sing on his projects. Um, And I sang on um, just about all of Luther's albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also toured with Luther. And so that was a good relationship. And I started meeting other people. So, and then I could always work outside of the, uh, M2 made band, which kept me busy. Mm-hmm. But when I had time off, I could work with other people. So, uh, it, look, it's been a good life. And you were talking about the quilt and the pieces of the quilt with the, um, M2 band. It was Everybody created, everybody was responsible for creating the whole thing. Um, everybody had a, a, a piece of cloth that we all mm-hmm. put together, and it became the quilt, which was the project, or, or whoever, whichever artist we were working on, whether, whether it was Phyllis Hyman or Stephanie Mills or, um, or people like that. And so I, I understand when you say the quilt, because we are a part that completes the whole. And, and that's that's been actually my whole focus um, because I never talk about I, 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 it's always we, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Because um, that's, well, that it's, that's easier for me because it, mm-hmm. it's, it's more, um, I can, I, I just think it's better. I, I just don't want to say I, 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 it's all, it's, it's more about we and what are we going to do? So mm-hmm. um, especially when you're, singing background it's about the we it's never one person you know so because we're supporting whoever the artist is once again it's like part of the quilt we're part mm-hmm. of the fabric that's going to make the whole cloth so mm-hmm. um 
I know what you're saying. Yes, you're part of our um, music history quilt. Also. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I, you know, that's that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing because yeah. it's a lot of a lot of things out there. A lot of people out here who've contributed to mm-hmm. to what's making the whole. So, uh, and I'm just one small part of that. One small part. Yeah. But I yes. appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. An amazing part. Now, I want to ask you. Going from singing gospel to singing juicy, wasn't that a, how was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? I never had a problem. People ask me that. I never had a problem singing juicy because as far as I was concerned, juicy was, um, it, it, whoever was listening to it had a different interpretation of it. If a kid was listening to it, it was one thing. If an adult was listening, it was another. However, mm-hmm. when that when that record first came out, radio did not want to play it in the daytime. They played it on the Quiet Storm format. Oh, but the okay. demand, but the demand for the record became so great until they they had to play it in the daytime. So, so there you have it. But you know, I love gospel music. Uh, that's mm-hmm. my first love, and um, and for me, one thing had nothing to do with the other. As a matter of fact. Um, I was listening, um, watching YouTube, and um, and I saw that um, what's my man Dietrich Hatton has done um, has a song out called Glory, but the 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 music bed of it is Juicy Fruit. So it's like okay, Juicy is still around. Um, yeah, Biggie did it's it. Relevant. Yes, absolutely. It's relevant. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know you can use whatever part of that song that you use. I mean, you can interpret it any any way you want. Um, I, I I can't deal with people who say, well, you know, the song was too risque. It's like it's not risque today, not today mm-hmm. at all. Juicy food mm-hmm. is tame compared to what we <laughs> yes. see today. Yeah, and here <laughs> and some of the stuff we hear because, you know, I work out and I listen to mm-hmm. Spotify sometimes when I work out. Oh yeah, and so on the radio I hear one thing. But when I was listening mm-hmm. to Spotify, I was like, oh, what, 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 what? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, because they, they play the uncut version. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I know what you mean. It's like, what did he say? It's like, you can say that? And, uh-huh. and so, I mean, you know, if that, if that's what they like, that's if that's what people like, that's what they like. I don't have to listen to it if I don't like it. Right. So, but that's, when you're in the gym, it's like you just sort of have to dismiss it. And just keep mm-hmm. going, you know. Yes. <laughs> you know. But I got stopped in my tracks for a second. And I was like, what, what, what? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Oh, I understand. I understand. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. they don't bleep this stuff out. <laughs> nope. Nope. I, think and I, I don't know if that's my age or or what. Because uh, the, the, no, the uh, people who listen, it's like, wow, okay. It's no, like, wow. they do get a little, they're like, huh? Because. I'm telling you, know, sister, it's, it's you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. You know. I, I absolutely know. And I know when, when we when Juicy had come out, that one line it was like they, they they took it out of the video. We had to change the lyrics. Uh and Tume had to uh, Wrigley Wrigley Gum uh, uh called him in and, and said, Why are you using uh you know, juicy fruit and and what does that mean? And then he had to tell him what the what the line mm. meant and then they said, Okay, never mind. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, it was a lot of stuff going on about that. And and I, I was so happy to be singing, so happy that the record was doing well and that the band was going to be working. It's like I had no problem with those lyrics. And that's when you do it. When we did a show, 
everybody was waiting for that line because everybody wanted to sing that line. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we would be singing, and you know how people put the, the audience out, uh, I mean, put the uh, microphone out to the audience, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they would, uh, that, that was the loudest line in the show. <laughs> Okay, you know, so, okay. Um, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? And you know, the, the beauty of it is the music, and I'm not saying I have nothing against the music of today. I really don't. But Of course, I understand. But the music of our past, the music that you were involved in at that era, at that, the, the 70s, 80s, and beginning mm-hmm. of the 90s, they, yeah. th- those were songs that were written to stand the test of time. And they have. And, and they you know, have. it's just amazing. Just like everyone samples Juicy. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, can, I mean, I think it's great because it's it's amazing music. It's good music. It's feel-good music with beats mm-hmm. that you can really feel and, and really get right. into. But yeah. what what's going on with the new creativity? Well, what I like is um, the fact that they they sample it. But they put something else on top of it. It's not like mm-hmm. they're just using juicy fruit because it's like, okay, you got to think of something on your own. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're saying. Um, so I, I like the the versions of um, Keisha Cole did one called Let It Go. I think Missy mm-hmm. Elliott was one of the producers. And, they, you know, you could feel the juicy fruit beat, uh, but mm-hmm. on top of it they put something else. So it worked. So that was like – that's being very creative to me. So, and the thing that that um, the gospel the gospel singer Dietrich Haddon has done, mm-hmm. he used he used part of it, but you still feel the beat. But he put something else on top of it, which is extremely creative. And I think that's the purpose of sampling to to borrow a piece, but then add something else to it, so we know you're not just using the same song that was done 30 years ago. Mhm. Yes. Yeah. And yes. You're absolutely right. You know, it's like that. you wear a pair of old jeans and then you put a new top on with it. You know. That's uh, right. And then it, or, it, it makes it. It makes it brand new. <laughs> yes. Or you roll up the ankles and put some funky boots yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> right. And you say, "Oh, these yeah. old things." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These the fact things. that you can still get into your old things is a good thing. <laughs> absolutely. So it was a nice, it was very well-rounded for me. 
So, um, and it got to the point where uh, Luther wanted me to tour with him, but mm-hmm. it was like, I can't, I can't leave because I'm, I'm really getting into this jingle thing. And, you know, the, the jingles are um, different from a, a recording session because every time the, the, the commercial is played on radio or television, you get a, a, a payment. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you get something that's very popular that's played a lot, then, you know, that, that you know, that's a, a bigger check. So mm-hmm. um, I could, you know, just you, economically it wasn't feasible for me to go to go out with Luther mm-hmm. when I was doing well uh, with the jingle. And he understood because he had been a jingle singer, a very successful jingle singer. So, um, you know. Uh, that's that's how it was. But the jingles, um, you know, it's the, the, the commercials that you hear for radio and television. Now mm-hmm. they mostly use um, records um, or people re-singing like old records, which I like. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's it's it's been a, it's been a blessed life. That's that's all I can say. A very blessed life. Yes. Now, what was it like having worked with Aretha Franklin, Lenny? Kravitz, David Bowie, the Dave Matthews thing. What was that like for that that young girl from Newark? Oh, let me tell you, it's my life has been an adventure. That's all I can say. I never had a job. I, I never considered it jobs because I love the work so much, and it, it, it's not easy. It's it's very it's very hectic. But the reward was so great to get a chance to travel and and meet um, you know different people and uh, from all around the world. So uh, working with them was um, you know and everything was by word of mouth. I never I auditioned once for a job uh, and I didn't get it and it was for the Rolling Stones way back mm-hmm. in the day and um, uh, but I never had to audition for anybody. I never had a manager. Everything was by word of mouth. Everything was, oh, you sang on such and such project. You did the M2MA stuff. You worked with Luther. Um, and then with and Aretha, everybody, oh, my God, Aretha is everybody's idol. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I loved Aretha. I had posters of her in my college dorm room. And so to get a chance to sing with her or sing on her recordings because Luther um, recorded, uh, uh, produced Jump To It, I believe, mm-hmm. that was that was a song he he recorded he produced that and um i sang on that and then when she decided she wanted to tour you know she uses different sets of singers she uses singers from her hometown or she used mm-hmm. people from uh from new york and she wanted the same people who sang on the recording so i was there so and it was and i i worked with her up until like last year oh, wow. <laughs> i've done tv oh. tv work with her and um um, a lot of TV work with her and um, and touring, so um, I, I got a good uh, mashup of, of um, artists that that I've worked with, and I really I'm really grateful for you know having the ability to to do that. So um, it's it's been a wonderful. What can I say? It, not to sound too corny, but it, it's been a wonderful life. Very blessed. And, you know, it's not like you work all the time. I don't want people to think mm-hmm. that you're gone. Some people are 365 days a year. No. But when I worked, I worked. And when I was off, I enjoyed the time off. So I think I can appreciate home better when I travel a lot because, you know, you just you make everything work when you're at home because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can get a call at any minute saying, oh, are you available to go to London or, or can mm-hmm. you go with me to uh, to Paris for a few weeks because we're doing these shows? It's like, yes, 
I'm ready. I kept the bag packed just, just in case <laughs> all the time. Excellent. <laughs> now, I want to ask you, because I know a lot of people, they want to be in the music industry, and they don't understand a lot of the underworkings. Do you think that your education, your Howard University education, helped you a great deal? Howard taught me how to be a teacher, but I also met a lot of people there, um, or as a result of saying that I went to uh, to Howard and then we had people in common. Um, Howard would give me the discipline for the music, you know, but the mm-hmm. business, they didn't prepare you for the business end because when I went, and this was a very long time ago, they didn't have like music business courses, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I was there right after, let me see, who had gone there? Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway had attended Howard. And um, and it was a few years after that. I mean, I got out of Howard, and, and, um, and I probably shouldn't say this, because in 1975. So, okay. um, which is a very long time ago. But um, they they prepared me for singing, the, the discipline, uh, the, the foundation for the discipline of singing, but mm-hmm. they were doing at that time mostly um, classical music, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then they had jazz studies. But the in-between thing, they didn't have. I, I learned that after I got out uh, mm-hmm. of the of the university and um and just built on what they had uh given me as a foundation. Now being so successful as, you know, um background singer, singer, vocalist, um jingle singer, how do you manage the business aspect of it yourself? Well, you have to um this is an excellent question. You have to well, first of all, I write everything down, <laughs> and so um, and what I used to do when I when I was working with Intume, I was uh, the vocal contractor, which means I put the paperwork in so people could get paid. So mm-hmm. um, you know, you get a, a sense of what has to be done. Uh, you know, and and basically, I can say I did the payroll. I did the payroll for the singers so they could get paid, and. Um, and then you pick up things um, just from uh, talking to different people because, you know, a lot of people cross your path. There was no course that I took, you know, to, to prepare myself to, to, to stay to stay in this business and to be well-respected in this business. You know, you have to earn that. So it's like, the, you know, you have to make sure that your, your, um, your payment is straight. You have to know what that's supposed to be. Because there's a, we have a union, and there's certain standards for fees that you should know, and and that's like the baseline that you should you should get. You can always charge more. Just because it's a union fee doesn't mean you can't charge more. You can always charge mm-hmm. more. But you got to know what you're supposed to get. You have to know, uh, and you have to conduct. The main thing is you have to conduct yourself in a certain way. This remember, this is a business. We're not there. Um, it's well today. People use it more as um, networking and. Um, uh, in addition to knowing that it's a business, but you, you you have to, I call it the code. You have to know a code of conduct. You know, you just don't go in. Everybody's not your friend. You don't go in acting like you know everybody. You don't. You, there's a job that you have to do, especially for singers. Be prepared to work. You have to come in there ready. To to to. You have to be like a sponge. You got to soak up all the music, learn the music, and do what they um, the artist or the music director asks you to do. Um, you can't just go in and and try to audition to be the artist because some people mm-hmm. do that. 
they they get sort of carried away. And it's like there's a certain, uh, I call it the code that you have to, you know, there's a standard that you have mm-hmm. to follow. Um, and um, and that's about it. But there was there was no um, business course that I took. It was just like on-the-job training, on-the-job okay. training. But, you know, once you do it for such a long period of time, then it's like, you know, and you do your research and, you know, you, you, you figure it out. Well, that's how I did it. So, mm-hmm. but like I said, things are different, a little different today. But that's how I, I got along with this. Okay. Now, you know, we're in this new climate and um as a woman, as a woman in the music industry, was it difficult for you or did you not have a problems in any areas as you were going through building your career? You know, I I you know, I, I know you're talking about what's going on like in the the Hollywood thing. Um mm-hmm. um it's I I'm fortunate. I, I never had a problem. The the only uh, uh, difficult situation might have been trying to collect what was owed to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- n- none of the, the casting couch stuff, I, I never had a problem with that, never. And, and, um, and I also have to say that sometimes people think that that's the way they get ahead by doing the casting couch thing. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. it's, it's no. No, 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 no. Um, it's, you know, some people have a, I don't know, because I know some people like that. And it's like, you're not going to get ahead like that. Or it, it just, you, your reputation becomes um, tainted. And so mm-hmm. you just have to go in there with the, the goal of what, what it is you want to do. And you have to work for it. I know some people have problems and it's like, you have to say something. If something's wrong, you have to say something something um and i think that's what's going on today people are now speaking out about the problems that they've had or or um you know with other people but i've never had that uh problem the only problem i've ever had was trying to collect and then um because people will take try to take advantage of you uh financially especially when you're doing you know you're doing a lot of sessions and it's like okay you got you got to get paid you got to pay my singers and um you know, I I developed a reputation of the one that you didn't mess with, and and people like to work with me because I would make sure that they always got paid and paid properly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, um, I've never had the the physical uh, problem with the with the sexual abuse, and never had that. Never had that. I've, I've been mm-hmm. very very fortunate, and also I had a team around me who, um, you know, with Mtume, uh, I had a team around me who would protect me. They, they were always looking out for me. I mean, I, I, I handled everything myself, but I knew if I had a problem, I had a backup. So mm-hmm. I've been That's very, very fortunate in that respect. That's excellent. And when you say, like, as you had difficulties with people um, not being upfront with the payments, um, mm-hmm. is that – because I've heard, you know, other people who are female say that they had similar difficulties. Is that just yeah. across the board, or just with certain individuals? Um, well, I can't, I can't say it, it's across the board because I, 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 it wasn't like a constant problem. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few people, um, and it's like, why would you even try to do this? You know, and uh, and one thing I can say that's good advice for everybody: make sure that you, um, when you're working with somebody, make sure that you know what the financial arrangement is before you do any work. You know, you have to know what it is you're going to be paid or um, 
um, or what it's supposed to be before you do any work. You know, you have you have to be clear. You just don't go in and say, oh, I'm singing with so-and-so, and then after the work is done, well, what are we getting paid? It's like that's a little backwards. You have to know mm-hmm. what it is before you go in, you know. That's all. Because yeah. a lot of people are really excited about just doing the job, and so they say, yeah, 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 and they show up, and then, well, well how much money are we getting? You're supposed to know that before you get in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, just, uh, yeah, yeah. You should, you, you should know that before you go in. And then that, that just makes it very advice. clear. That makes it very clear. Yeah. That's more business-like as opposed to just going in doing it. Or, oh, what, what, what are we getting paid again? It's like, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent advice. Um, What would you tell our young folks out there who are interested in coming into the industry? Because the industry has changed so much and, you know, over the years and it's a whole Mm -hmm. new dynamic and you have, now you have YouTube and all these other places where you can kind of make your name. What Mm -hmm. information could you provide for our, for the the newbies, the novice musical people? Well, you know, with the, with the young people coming up, they have the, the technology down, you know, well, you know, cause you know, they can put their videos up on, um, uh, you know, YouTube or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. and they can also do their music and put it out and put it on Facebook or, uh, you know, a clip on Instagram. Um, but the thing is, uh, and I've been noticing this, you have to be prepared in case something happens, like um, in case, okay, somebody likes your, your, your music. And now what do you do? You know, you have to be prepared for when that happens um, because, you know, you can get the music and and, and, um, and uh, everything else together, but now, and you got your look or whatever it is, uh, and, but you have to be prepared for what happens when somebody says, oh, we love you, um, um, you know, we want to we work with you. you. You still have to have that business background that you mentioned. So I think mm-hmm. the main thing today is um, just knowing what the – what the business is. I'm not saying to know everything, but you got to have some sort of foundation or some sort of advisor if you don't know. You can't just go in and say, well, so-and-so offered me a, a deal because he saw me on YouTube and I'm going to take it, you know. Um, and you look at Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber was discovered on uh, YouTube by Usher. So, I mean, and look what happened with him. But look who discovered him. I mean, a business person. So um, you, we just have to have a, a, a basic knowledge of, of, of business, a basic knowledge of business, because you, you always learn more, because we're always learning, we're constantly learning. So if you have a basic knowledge of what you want to happen, and then you have to have some sort of advisor. I mean, you see these um, young groups who come out, um, and, you know, they're really great, and then they go nuts because they, they've never – they, they don't have anybody advising them, and then, you know, they buy cars, they buy jewelry, and, and, and there's, you know, and they're living in, in their mother's house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. um, you you, you got to have some sort of plan, you know, because you, when you yeah. start making money, it's like, oh, what am I going to do with it? You know, I'm buy some sneakers and, and buy a chain, and then that gets mm-hmm. snatched, and then what are you going to do? You know, so you got to have a plan about the, you, you got to have a financial plan, just, just even if it's just a sketch of what you want. Mm-hmm. And then you can also um, always uh, find an advisor to, to help you with it. And it might not necessarily be somebody in your family because they don't mm-hmm. always know what's best uh, business wise, you know. So um, uh, that's, that's what I would say. 
So you got, and they now got you the have, talent. They got the talent. They got the mm-hmm. music down or whatever it is, their art thing down. But you got to know a little bit of business before you start. And then you have to, you got to study. You got to study to make sure that, that you're up, you know, your game is up on, on the talent side, but now mm-hmm. you got to get your game up on the business side. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, you are the vocal contractor, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're the go-to person. And you have another phase in your life where you are now, and you're the each one teach. You're at the each one teach one phase, right? Mm-hmm. So, what does that what does that mean to you? Each one teach one is, um, what, you know, someone helped me when I was coming up, so it's my responsibility to help someone else. You know, and I think, and that's what that's why I call it each one teach one, and it's like. Um, you, you you might not even call it teaching, but it's like advising somebody. It's just like doing doing these interviews, and you ask me, well, what should a, a new artist do? Or somebody says, well, I want to be a singer, and and what what should I do? Um, you know, I can I give advice like that, um, mm-hmm. and that's what I call each one teach one. And you know, uh, on my website, you can contact me. You know, um, all the information is there. The Facebook, the Instagram, and all the other things are there and the, the email address is there. So, I mean, people ask me, how do I get started or how did you, how did I manage to, to, to be successful? I wasn't looking at it as being successful. It's just people, people just kept calling me for work. And when I look back on it, that's, it's called success. But while I was doing it, it was like, oh my God, I got another job. This is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I got I me, mean, you know, I'm, I'm working in, in a field, I mean, doing something that I love and that I can earn a living from it. So um, that's a good thing. But the each one teach one is that you have to bring somebody else up. I'm standing mm-hmm. on the shoulders of people who came before me. And so, you know, the other kids got, you know, I'm there for them. And I think everybody should do that. Even if you just, if you can help like three or four people, that, that would be amazing. So, um, you know, that's just like asking your auntie for advice or asking mm-hmm. a professor for advice. What should I do? You know, and they give you, they give you advice. To me, that's each one teach one. And, and, mm-hmm. But you have to promise to help somebody else like somebody helped you. That, that's it. It's very, very basic. It's very simple. But it's effective. Yes. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that whole mindset because none of us mm-hmm. would be here had we not have had someone to exactly. go before us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, I agree with you. Now, how can <laughs> people keep up with you and find you if they want to? You mentioned it, but well, you didn't tell us what your um what your Facebook name is and such. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My Facebook is Tawatha Ag. I use my real name. <laughs> no, no different names. I use my real name, Tawatha Ag, on Facebook. Tawatha Ag on uh, Instagram. Um, at Tawatha Ag on um, uh, Twitter, and my website is TawathaAg.com. Oh, excellent! That's great. Be- I mean, you are such a phenomenal individual, a phenomenal woman, is what I call you, because of oh, the fact that oh, I have that- a phenomenal woman T-shirt that I wear all the time. I love it. <laughs> yes, excellent. I oh, must. I, have, I, I must have ESP. <laughs> It's inspiration, you know, it's inspiration. Mm -hmm. So um, we have to remember that we are phenomenal women, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have the ability ability to become phenomenal women. So that's that's always, that's the the constant goal. That never stops. That never stops, you know. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I wanted to talk to you about branding because that's where we're now in this branding phase of, of everything. And mm-hmm. how do you continue to, to brand yourself to keep yourself moving forward and maintain your relevancy? Oh, great question. Great question. You know, um, I just, um, I am so old school. I just started social media a year or two ago. <laughs> okay. Um, just a, just a, a year or so ago, uh, maybe two years. So it's like, wow, I think I better get on this thing because everybody's, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. talking about it. Let me just, you know, let me, let me get on the train because I don't want to, I don't want to lose track. I have to keep up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I started doing the social media. I contract, I mean, I contacted, um, uh, you know, Mr. Ellaby. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it helps. He helps me. And, um, and I have a young lady by the name of Serenity who does all of my social media. So, um, you know, I, that's how I keep myself out there. But, you know, people are still calling me for work. And mm-hmm. and I really love that. And as, as a matter of fact, in 2018, I'll be doing some some dates, and we're going to put the um, the tour dates up on the on the website, and we'll also put them on social media. So oh, um, I'll I'll be I, we're starting out west, like Fresno, um, mm-hmm. and um, where else? Uh, Las Vegas and um, Fresno, Las Vegas, um, uh, Phoenix, Anaheim. Um, so we're starting that. That's how we're starting out in February. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we're going to be adding more dates. And also, um, we are in the process of working on a new music project for me. So, um, you know, so life is good. And I'm staying busy and I am loving it. It's it's um, still the adventure, the further adventures of it's like the next chapter in my life (laughs) yes that is just that is amazing and that's wonderful and I hope that you can come back and join us when you have this project out so that we can kind of share with our listeners oh I would love to I would be so happy to do that uh that would I would I would really enjoy that oh great great because I really enjoyed being with you this afternoon oh thank you yes Thank yes, you. I, I okay, you know we, we got to still work on that quilt. We got to work on that quilt. That's you know, right. It, it's getting bigger and bigger. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know. <laughs> yes, it's not done yet, and it's not it's not keeping no, it's people, not enough people warm yet. So we got to make sure we can get more people warm. There you go. <laughs> Actually, it should never be done because it's it's a it's a work in progress. That's right. That's it's right. It's a work in progress. Yeah, you got that right. So mm-hmm. I just want to tell you, thank you so much for for sitting down and chatting with us and spending some time with us and letting us get to know you because it's just been an amazing adventure here today. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it, and I hope to speak with you again very, very soon. Oh, great, great. I love it. So all my listeners, they hear me, you know, give this spiel at the end, but you, you, can you just tell them what it's like to have a dream and have a dream fulfilled? Oh. Do you know, I believe that, you know, you have a dream and then it happens, but then you go on to the next thing, the next, the next phase. And it's like, wow, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted before. And I got it. Now it's like, you have to go to the next dream because you can't just stop at one because Mm -hmm. you have to keep going. That's the whole point is to keep going. And so you, you never know where you're going to end up, but you, 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 um, you have to constantly work at it and be proud of what you're doing. And, um, and that's what I'm doing. I mean, I hope that um, somebody can be inspired by 
by, you know, having a dream and working at it. And then when it falls into your lap, it's like, oh, thank God, you know, but then you got to keep going. You got to keep going because you want to keep it. You want to keep it. So um, it's a, we're, we're all constant works in progress. And so, you know, and it's never finished because you, you just want to aim higher and higher. Ten years ago, I never thought I would be, like, touring by myself and and um, and doing another uh, music project. You know, uh, background singers are forever. So, um, but this, this is different. This is the next chapter in my life, and I'm so looking forward to it. So the dream that I had as a child has come to fruition, and now I just want to take it, like, to as many levels as I can. Okay, that's great. It. That is that's excellent. So thank you again, and you have an amazing week now. Okay. You too. Take care. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay, to all okay, my bye. listeners, be well. Take care of yourself. God bless and goodbye.